Welcome, everybody, to Debt Talk Live. I am your host, Viz, and today we are joined by the stars of The Loneliest Boy in the World, Max Harwood and Hero Finds Tiffin. Guys, welcome to the show. How are both of you doing? Really good, thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, man. Happy, happy to be here. It is my pleasure. Uh, first off, I saw the film. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a great mixture of horror, uh, comedy, drama and a little bit of horror uh perfectly mixed together so max let's start with you uh oliver is the guy the audience is going to really feel sorry for uh, he's lonely just like the title states how did you interpret your character when you first were approached with it i think that um the film came around in a time when i probably was spending quite a a lot of time on my own in my bedroom during the pandemic so I actually think that it was like a perfect time for me to do the role um I my approach really was like watching uh, lots of like 80s movies lots of Winona Ryder and um Johnny Depp and Edward Scissorhands um in terms of like performance referencing but um yeah I just my my main thing was is watching things consuming things shaking them up throwing them away and then meeting the other other actors on the set with a script when we get there because lots of lots of stuff changes in between that um but yeah that was mainly what i did <laughs> now hero mitch is the complete opposite of oliver uh after what oliver does we don't want to give away any spoilers do you think mitch feels like uh he owes oliver something it's interesting i don't on 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 one deeper deeper level maybe but i don't think i approached the role with that in mind um i think when you're when you're dead you have nothing to lose so if you were just like a teenager who's just going about his business having a good time and he had loads of friends and you know there's more stuff that i know about him but trying to only kind of share what what's in the film about his backstory i feel like he's just kind of happy to be back here on earth given a second chance and i think I think you're right, actually, in, in, in some level, I think he he knows that he now exists within, you know, this person's world. And therefore, there is an element of him of him kind of owing it towards towards Oliver, but not in like a sense of debt, more in, yeah. sense, in a sense of if you're a best friend of someone, you know, mm -hmm. you, you, you naturally are going to do everything in your power to, to make their life a, a better, happier place. So in and, that sense, yeah. And we get to learn a lot about Mitch as a character, and he just really is a genuinely nice guy deep down inside. Max, this film uh, is sort of filmed in like an alternate reality type of way. What is it inside Oliver that gives him the family that he has long been craving for? Is it just uh, the... Sh sheer power of will is it just a powerful imagination how do you describe it i think it's a mixture of um his influences and in watching tv a, a mixture of his his trauma that propels him forward to be resilient and i would ultimately say it's his innate ability to listen and learn and he will he's he's a he's a kind of you know if someone tells him that it's okay to do something, he's going to do it. He's going to listen to them. And I think that, you know, that is the main crux of why he ends up discovering his new family because his social worker says, yeah, go and go drag him home. And he says, uh, Oh, okay. Absolutely. Right, and I love the, uh, 
the little you know back and forth between the social worker and the, and the doctor uh even making the bet on if he's going to make it or not i thought that was a great element now hero mitch your character goes through a lot of physical changes decomposition basically let's not beat around the bush as the story progresses was it filmed in chronological order to make it easier for you and the rest of them to you know go through this phase and then that phase and then the later phases or was it shot out of sequence it was shot out of sequence oh. it was uh, but martin the director was great at you know reminding us and informing us of kind of where we're at and at what stage and i feel like do you know what usually you don't have anything that indicates how far along we are. So we'll be there and think, oh, my, my left forearm's gone. We've got, to be, we've got to be around this mark in the film. So we were kind of gauging where we're at by how much of my body was intact. But um, I have to say, man, it was such a fun kind of time to be able to, to embody a character like that and be putting those prosthetics on because, you know, I'm always surprised by how much costume really does transform you and set as well. But, you know, when you're in costume that's that drastic and you look in the mirror and it looks that convincing, even centimeters away, let alone through a lens with VFX, like even in real life, you know, it, it, it. it's also quite fun when you're kind of offset or walking to and from set and you just like tap someone on the shoulder and they spin around. I had a lot of fun wearing that character. So, um, yeah, I man. call, I call it the invisible man outfit, the invisible yeah. man all bandaged up. Yeah. Now, now, Max, uh, there are a lot of comedic elements in this film. Perfectly timed, makes the movie very funny. It seems like everyone there had a blast shooting this film and listening to you guys talk right now. It sounds like you guys had a lot of fun. How would you describe the onset atmosphere? I think it was like, we we all were like so raring and ready to go and, and throw ourselves in for it. So I think the element of like being on set, lots of it was actually very excitement and wanting to do and wanting to help and wanting to tell stories. So we just had such a blast and we were all living together as well. So we, you know, in, enjoyed, you know, a game or two in the evenings to eat with each other and a drink and dinner at the weekends and piano playing in the all of football all sorts of stuff that ended up going on not for me but for hero all, all that ended up going on in the house in wales and stuff so we we had we had literally the best time and we we got to take our fun and our relationships from the house that we were all in to our weird wonderful crazy loneliest boy in the world house so it was really fun that does sound like a fun like a lot of fun now hero in your opinion what is it about Mitch that makes Oliver choose your character to become friends with, for lack of a better term? I think, do you know what? I think there's a pretty kind of just on the nose, literal answer for that. And I think it's when he overhears Mitch's mum say how he had so many friends and he was just such a good friend to everyone. And it's almost like a bit of a light bulb moment where you kind of, we almost as an audience go, oh, don't do what I think you're going to, do you know what I mean? Don't. Um, so I think it is that I think once he's aware that someone who's kind of was so kind and considerate to his peers and was just a happy go lucky kid who just wanted to have a good time and was kind of nice to everyone and exuded that energy. I think that's kind of what made Oliver go, do you know what? And then there's also some really funny, literal lines that that Oliver takes to literally that kind of leads him to yeah. the So, yeah. Now, Hero, playing up, you know, polar opposite characters with you and Max, uh, besides the onset fun and becoming friends on set did you guys within that have a lot of fun just being completely polar opposites you giving oliver dating advice and you know and he's nervous going on a date he's like what do i do what do i say how did that go 
Yeah, man. I, I think it's um. I think the characters, the characters, are so, the script's obviously been. I'm so glad that we were so lucky to be a part of getting this made because you know the characters are so well rounded and different and interesting to watch when you put them in the same melting pot. Uh, we had great fun doing that. I, I, it's actually funny. You've just reminded me of my first two weeks on set. I didn't say a word. It was all my my playing dead scenes. Uh -huh. So it was a blessing and a curse because for a while I was like turning up like this is work and they're just like action and I just do literally do nothing like playing dead. Was me work. literally just speaking to him like yeah, all those yeah, monologues. Yeah. <laughs> which, which was great at first because I was like oh, he does all the hard work I just turn up and then it got to a point where I actually had to say something and I started bricking it and kind of forgot how to act. But um, no, working opposite Max, that all came straight right back out. And um, yeah, no, we had, that, we had that's, that's I, I loved awesome. how different our characters were. There was a lot of a lot of weapons to play with there. That's awesome. My time is almost up. But Max, I want to leave the final question for you. For you, what is the main, because this has a very uh, serious elements to it in the main theme and undertone of the film, loneliness, tra trauma as a child, losing a parent. Yeah. For you, what is the main takeaway theme of this story? I hope that we can just bring a little bit of light to those darker moments in people's lives and people can maybe be very entertained and also see themselves in some of the characters, whether you, you know you have a friend that's going through something or whether you're the friend that's going through something. It's sort of a message of you will find your way through it, um, hopefully. Absolutely. Again, I want to thank you guys. Max Harwood, Hero Finds, Tiffin. The movie's called The Loneliest Boy in the World. It's coming out in theaters October 14th, coming out on video on demand very soon after on October 18th. I want to thank the both of you for coming on here and sharing those amazing stories. Guys, check out this film. You're going to love it. It has a little bit of everything. Thank you guys again and stay walking. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is Viz from Dead Talk Live. And now we are being joined by the director of The Loneliest Boy in the World, Martin Owen. Again, the film premieres October 14th in theaters and then coming out on video on demand October 18th. Martin, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm good. Nice to meet you, John. I'm good. Yeah. Have you have you spoken to any of the actors? On this I film, just right? got off with uh, Max and Hero. And it was oh, a lot of fun talking to them. They're, they're awful. The parents aren't they? Terrible. Awful <laughs> human beings. <laughs> well, they're pretty good. Then they're definitely damn good actors because they pulled off a good one. Yeah, uh, yeah they're good guys. Yeah, good guys. So, Martin, uh, a lot of your prior work as a director was work that you had written. What is mm -hmm. it like going to direct something that you did not write? It was not your concept. What's the difference uh, approaching directing that way as opposed to doing something that came out of your own brain and you created? Um, I think I, when it's just yourself, when you've written it, you know, there's the, the kind of the responsibility and the pressure is to yourself is to do your own work justice, which you're always going to because you're always going to kind of relate back to the original kernel of an idea that you had when you conceived it. But when it's somebody else's, it's um, it feels like more pressure to kind of do those that script justice and do these people justice. And like when I first read it, I was like, "Oh my god, I love this! I love this script, and I really, I really want to make it." And then I loved that it had this kind of authentic '80s feel. Mm -hmm. Then obviously, I found out that it was written in the '80s, and that this film had been. You know, kind of with one studio and it had been 
um, option, then another one, and it come to sort of almost being made three or four times. So that just then upped the pressure on me of being like, oh, God, like, if I, I need to really kind of like do these guys, these guys work justice, you know? Um, so it's definitely, I think, more pressure because you've got that extra thing of wanting to keep, do other people proud, not just yourself. Absolutely. Uh, as I told uh, Max and Hero just a few minutes ago, the film has this alternate reality, like parallel universe, for lack of a better term, feel to it. What yeah. was your inspiration for shooting the film in that way? Um, to give you an example, the pool yeah. scene with the mom, if you look okay. at the background and that's, yeah. that's a good example right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's this, I kind of wanted to, achieve and maintain this kind of like heightened reality almost kind of like horror fairy tale within Oliver's world so like inside the house um the garden anything kind of in that definitive area of Oliver's world that like is very much you know like you say it's this it's this very colorful heightened fantasy mm -hmm. reality but yeah I wanted to make sure it was consistent as well so like the majority of the kind of really weird nonsense that happens in the film happens in the house and around the yeah. house and in the back, you know um apart from the cemetery obviously that's pretty weird what he does there but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty weird um yeah yeah, yeah but that, that was the, that was the idea the idea that it was just consistent because it's all of his safe space mm -hmm. it's this it's that i think the whole film is from a, it's i guess it's from Oliver's perspective, isn't it? So it's kind of yes. like I very much wanted, I very much wanted the, the audience to see his his immediate world in the way that he did. That that was the plan. And we get a really deep look into what's going on in his brain and his emotions as well. Now, Max and Hero could have, based on physical appearance, because it could have easily swapped characters and one picked for yep. the other. Uh, what was it in Max that said? that is my oliver um what was it i just well I, at the time i hadn't obviously seen max's first movie mm. um you know everyone, everybody's talking about jamie i hadn't seen that but um when we started looking at actors um there was just something about his face at first it was like, oh man his, his kid's got such a good striking face you know it's mm -hmm. like it's almost like um He's kind of like beautiful, isn't he? You know, like yeah. he, he has this amazing face. And and um, then I spoke to him and he's just like such a character, as you just probably found out. He's just like, mm -hmm. he's just a great vibe. Max is just a really great vibe. So it's kind of like taking somebody like that and, and taking them into this, going on this quite dark journey, this story of, of, um, of someone, you know, someone who's kind of gone through loss and is mourning, you know, the, the death of their mother. It just kind of, to me, was like, oh, that's an interesting take. And then as soon as I started speaking to him about it in depth, I kind of realised, you know, that Max's performance would be just laid with really interesting, nuanced things that that um, would make Oliver a very interesting protagonist, I think, you know? Yeah. And, and, then with, and then with Hero, it was like, um, again, I'd not, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come, come across Hero because I, I hadn't watched his after movies, you know, I don't think I'm the audience for those movies. So, <laughs> yeah. but then it was the same thing. It's like I saw him, thought he's got his, his, for me, it's all like just an actor's face. First thing is, is their face 
fit the feel I have for the character. So it's not necessarily, I never look for a specific physical thing. It's just like, does their face make me in here go, oh yeah. And that was Mm -hmm. kind of the same with Max, the same with Hero. And then I spoke to Hero and he was just, it's just the nicest guy. You know, is that Max? They're just just the nicest set of guys, the nicest pair of guys and, and, and just are both super talented like crazy talented and, and and i think that in this film you see a performance from both of them that you've not seen before it's, it's totally like oh that's that dude oh that's that dude you know like what mm-hmm. you know? i and totally I think, agree you know who, who knew that hero was funny you know exactly. they are. <laughs> yeah and i think it was a great pick uh max for oliver and hero yeah. for mitch now this is a very, you know, the the undertone of the story, trauma from a child coming into adulthood, loneliness. It, yeah. It's a it's a serious story. Was yeah. it a challenge to introduce the comedic elements? And it was done so beautifully, and the timing was perfect. It was very funny. Did that present a challenge for you? Um, not really, because it was kind of it was all about the, you know, I'm a big believer that as a director, you're not there to Say to this is look. Everyone approaches directing differently, and my mm-hmm. approach isn't right. I, I want you to do, do this like this, move like this, say it like that. You know, I believe that you pick the right actors who are equipped with the right tools for the project, and in this film, it was picking actors who we felt could really handle that kind of nuance of, of the comedy within quite a dark movie and I think that we were you know we were successful in doing that and it's really it's down to the performances of the actors it's not down to me I'm just there you know sat behind a a monitor laughing like everyone else you know (laughs) it's it's really I have to say the comedy you know from all all of the cast um it came from it really came from them you know they Mm -hmm. they they did it so well and, and I I really approached the movie as in a way, not concentrating on the the, decom- the decomposing bodies and all. It was more like approaching it as a as a, a as a story, a straight story about a young kid who's experiencing grief. Exactly, exactly. Now, everybody, yeah. when they reads the script and they're reading a character, you have your own imagination of what that character, age, look, personality. <laughs> when you first read Oliver, was uh, was Max? exactly how you envisioned Oliver? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I I read it and um, and Oliver was really, for me, it's like the actor, the characters are more of a feeling than than a physicality. So it's more of like, I knew how I wanted to feel when I saw an actor read the lines of Oliver and tape for Oliver. and, And it was really Max just straight away. I was just like, oh, like, he just, he's, I just think he's so interesting on screen and there's a real depth and nuance to his performance. And, you know, he really, he really cares, Matt, and he really wants to do the very best job he can do for an audience, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, yeah, I think that he just straight away, there was no doubt. I mean, literally there was no doubt. And I remember seeing him, but that was amazing. And then speaking to Matt, uh, Matt Williams, the producer, and Matt was the same thing. Matt was just like, oh, he's, he's, he's amazing. He's perfect you know he's just he's just max is like a super unique dude you know that's what it i like is. about yeah. yeah now we we literally have one minute left but i definitely want right. to ask you this question the audience yeah. is going to leave the theater 
uh, as I did when I was done watching this film, saying, did this really happen or was this all in Oliver's head? Is that what yeah. you were going for, to leave people questioning? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The, the, the idea was to come away and sort of like, if you like, uh, because it's a story about this kid dealing with grief, it's like I wanted to leave the audience with that, question and kind of make their own mind up of like no you 100% saw happen it was fantastic when it happened or that we were in you know with Oliver in Oliver's mind the whole time but you know I hope it isn't and I never intended for it to be it was all a dream and you know Oliver wakes up in the shower at the end of the film <laughs> <laughs> that, that was never my intention it was just a a, a a takeaway at the end of the film something to think about I think Martin, I want to thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your thoughts. Again, guys, the movie is called The Loneliest Boy in the World, coming out in theaters October 14th and video on demand that following Tuesday, October 18th. Thank you, Martin. The film is great. People are going to enjoy it. Thank you, thank you to our audience for tuning in. On behalf of Martin and myself, stay safe and stay walking. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. Awesome.